The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This message is for Shaolin. You have inspired me. I have had a brain aneurysm that led to a stroke. So I want you to know that you have been my friend when people aren't around, everyone has to work around me. And the reason why I am so motivated to do things is because of you. I got exercise. I couldn't even walk before I got exercise. And I always think in my head, Charlene would say this to me, keep going, keep powering on. So I do it because of you. You're like in the back of my head all the time when I don't want to do something, I do it. And people said to me, how do you get stay so motivated? You're such an inspiration, that kind of thing. It's because of you. You are my friend. And I don't have many. I lost a lot through this stroke thing. And I also wrote a book. My name on Instagram is at Compassionate Snob. That is the title of my book. So love you. I mean it. All right. I'll talk. Well, I'll talk to you later. I'll listen to you later. Bye. What's up, Lifers? So excited about this episode today. It is said that the majority of people are actually extroverts. And one of the reasons why I know the way we put energy out into the world allows us to attract like-minded people, one of the ways I know that to be true is because I hear from so many of you every single day that you too are an introvert. But this episode is dedicated to those of you who are what I like to refer to as an outgoing introvert, or sometimes they're referred to as extroverted introverts. Maybe that's you, or maybe it's someone you know, someone who's a friend, maybe it's someone that you're in a relationship with, your spouse, your mom, your best friend. Either way, when we dig deep into an episode like this, it helps you to better understand yourself and the people you care about. All right, let's get to it. The top 10 signs that you are likely an outgoing introvert. Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. It is my objective every time I do a Shaleen Show that not only am I shedding some light on a topic, but I also like to provide for you solutions. In fact, it's pretty rare that I don't give you anywhere from between five and 10 tips on ways that you can either solve the problem or create a better solution or just improve yourself. In this episode, I'm going to share with you the 10 signs that you are likely an outgoing introvert. If nothing else, you're going to be like, "Uh oh, you'll have a better understanding. But I'm not going to give you suggestions on how to fix this because it's just who you are. It's how you were made, or it's how your partner was made. The person who you love, maybe, who's an outgoing introvert. This will help to better understand them, but 
it's part of your genetic makeup. It's part of what makes you special and unique. So I'm not going to give you suggestions on how to change it or how to improve it. I think we all have figured out ways to cope with it, but it's equally important to see the benefits of it, to acknowledge it, and to embrace it. So let's get to it. The number one sign that you are likely an outgoing introvert is that you are often identified as an extrovert. Because you are outgoing and social in certain situations, you're typically not a shy individual. People assume that you're an extrovert. And that's usually because most individuals don't understand what it means to truly be an introvert and extrovert. So being an extrovert and being outgoing can often be mutually exclusive. Now, you can be one or the other, or you can be both, but being an extrovert really refers more to how you get energy. Extroverts tend to be stimulated by social interaction and stimulated by the energy of others, where introverts tend to need to think about it. They're often overstimulated, and so they will withdraw or feel low on energy if there's too much social interaction, if there's too much stimuli. Okay, so the terms extrovert and introvert refer more to how it is you recharge your battery than they do how you behave or interact or put yourself out there. There are plenty of introverts who will put themselves out there. They'll be the center of attention even though it's draining for them. <laughs> and there's lots of extroverts who are incredibly shy and want to, you know, they want to go to the party, but they don't want all the attention on them. They want to be around other people, but they don't need to be the center of attention. They don't need to hold everyone's interest. They're not the life of the party necessarily. I mean, in some cases they are, but in any case, extroversion and introversion refer to how it is you recharge your battery, what makes you feel stimulated and what makes you feel alive and what makes you feel drained. And that is why we, outgoing introverts, when you tell someone you're an introvert, they're like, what? You? No, you're not. You're like, yes, yes, I am. Number two, you know you are an outgoing introvert. If You can handle the room if you need to. You can handle everybody's eyes on you, but you don't need it. You don't need to prove yourself in social situations. You don't need everyone to think about you, talk about you. You don't need your moment in the spotlight, but you can handle it if it falls on you. The number three way to know that you are an outgoing introvert is if you are a social person, but you are selectively social. And one thing that you absolutely cannot handle is fake interactions. You can't handle large social networking events. You have a hard time making small talk because it sucks the energy out of you. In fact, even if it's a one-on-one conversation, because you'll hear people say most introverts prefer one-on-one conversations. Well, this is true, but outgoing introverts, it doesn't necessarily matter whether it's one-on-one or group. It needs to be of substance. Oh, that sounds kind of judgy. It makes it sound like extroverts are shallow. That's not true. We introverts have a lower tolerance for investing in things that don't feel meaningful, if that makes sense. And we just, we don't like playing games. So we're not really good at networking. We're not great at that because it feels like a drain. And so 
If we don't feel like this is someone we're going to know long term or they have something to offer in terms of like who they are as a person, not like, okay, how can I social climb or how can I improve my business or my professional acuum by interacting with this person? We just can't do it. True confession, in the industry that I'm in, I could be much further ahead if I spent a lot more time networking with, quote unquote, the right people. That means like going to dinners and going to events and then, you know, the social hour after the workshop, getting there a couple days early and and going to the hobnob party and let me introduce you to this person and that person. I cannot do that. I cannot do it. And I'm very honest about it. And I used to be kind of embarrassed about the fact that I didn't enjoy those situations. I used to just make up excuses why I wouldn't be able to attend. Now I'm just incredibly honest about it. Recently, a really super well-connected, super outgoing extrovert invited me to a, I guess you would call it a couples networking. And there were going to be 15 or 20 like really powerful couples. That's such a cheesy term. I can't even handle the fact that I just said that. But, you know, like the kind of couples like, oh, this guy has a multi-million dollar da-da-da and his wife is a top podcaster and and this person owns blah, blah, blah. And their husband does such and such and they can connect you to so-and-so. And this person hosts this kind of event and I know they would love for you to speak at. It's like one of those kinds of events, right? It's a kind of event that if you want to improve your status, if you want to improve your business... That would be like the ideal place to go into network, right? Like I'm sure there's plenty of people and there's maybe even a time in my own career where being invited to a party like that, I would have thought, wow, this is a golden opportunity. It still is a golden opportunity. It would have been a golden opportunity, but she invited me to this party. And at first I thought she was just inviting myself and my husband to have dinner with her and her husband and one other couple. And I was like, oh, this is super cool. Like, I'm so touched. Like, I love this idea. Yeah, definitely. We'll definitely be there. And then I got the invitation and I saw all the other names of the people that were going to be on there. And I saw a description of what the evening was to entail. And it was literally described as an opportunity to network with amazing people, create connections, etc. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Oh, no, I am out. I am out. I'm out. I'm out. But rather than make up an excuse, I decided to be honest with her. And I just said, listen, I love that you invited me, but I need you to know I'm a really outgoing introvert. If you want to go get coffee, like, girl, I would love to spend some time with you. I'd love to get to know your husband better. But these types of environments for me, I can't do them I don't enjoy doing them. They make me feel really uncomfortable. I find them very draining. And it's not about the people at all. It's really about me. And I I really like to protect my energy and conserve it for things that give me great joy. And I would have great joy spending the afternoon with you or going out to get dinner or chatting on the phone. But to do a networking event is so not my style. And I appreciate you inviting us. And you know what she replied? I have complete respect for the fact that you were honest with me. I am an outgoing extrovert, and I plan these all the time. I freaking love them. Everything I do is a big social connection, and I love networking, and I love bringing people together, and I love introducing the right people to the right people and helping them make those connections. And so just so you know, I'm going to continue to invite you. And just so you know, I'm not going to be offended if you decline the invitation, but this is what I do, and maybe at some point it's going to be the right group of people at the right time. 
at the right moment. And I want you to be able to say yes. And I was like, wow, this is what happens when you're honest. Like, Because if I had just made an excuse and told her, oh, I wish we could, blah, blah, blah. And then the next time I made another excuse, eventually she's going to go, you know, this. I don't know what's going on with her, but we're not going to invite her anymore. So it felt really rewarding to be understood and to respect who she is and that she respects who I am. You know you are an outgoing introvert if, when you are in social situations, you feel responsible for everyone's energy and their experience and to keep the conversation going and to make certain that everyone's having a good time and that they feel entertained and comfortable. Now, that's how you know that you are an outgoing introvert. Now, again, some introverted individuals do not want to be the center of attention. So if they do force themselves into a social situation, they want to stay on the outskirts of the room. They don't want to draw attention to themselves. It's usually pretty uncomfortable for them to have attention on them. And it's also socially awkward to be in a social setting. It's not that these quiet or shy introverts are socially awkward, but they feel awkward in social settings. I don't usually feel awkward in social settings. I'm comfortable in social settings, but I feel responsible. Oh my gosh, here's a perfect example. This story will totally help you understand what I'm talking about. So recently, you probably picked up on the fact that I recorded a bunch of episodes under the weather. I had this nagging cold that lasted for six freaking weeks. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Everybody had the same cold here in Southern California, actually across the United States. But eventually, mine turned into laryngitis. So I had about four days where I I didn't have much of a voice. I mean, I had a little bit of a voice, but not much. And it was really weak, so I tried not to use it. Well, we went out to dinner, and there's like six of us at this dinner table. And we sat in one of those like large, oversized booths, the kind with the really slick leather seats. So we're sitting in this oversized booth, and now granted, I really can't use my voice. And there are moments in our dialogue where there was silence, or someone would say something, and to me, in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, how is no one asking the follow-up question to this very interesting, introspective comment that this person just made? And how is, I wanted to like kick everybody under the table, like, a follow-up question. How are you going to just let that comment dangle there without asking like the very obvious, like, well, how did that make you feel? Oh my gosh, that's insane. How did you cope with that? Like, I couldn't handle the fact that everyone would just let whoever was speaking make some outrageously interesting comment that deserved a follow-up question and no one was asking the follow-up question. And I felt this level of panic and anxiety building up inside of me. I literally wanted to kick everybody under the table and the panic that was setting in me, this overwhelming feeling of powerlessness that I didn't have control The thought that someone had just shared something really like interesting and deep and nobody asked a follow-up question. No one was digging deeper. Okay, and then to make matters worse, I have a disorder known as misophonia, which is a disorder where certain sounds trigger (laughs) almost like a rage response in me. Like if I can hear a person swallowing water or chewing their food, I just, I contemplate murder. It's beyond driving me crazy. I literally feel the inside of my body boiling over. 
So again, here I am at this dinner where I'm desperate to use my own voice and I can't. And I'm desperate for someone to say something and and ask a follow-up question or to go a little bit deeper. And I'm like listening intently to hear that. And all I hear are sounds that make me want to wrap my bare hands around someone's throat. I don't want this to be a violent podcast. You've been warned. If I can hear you chew, I'm planning your demise. Side note, if I am ever captured by the enemy and they have to torture me to give up the nation's secrets, all you'd have to do is play YouTube ASMR videos. And I would be like, whatever you need to know, this girl will sing like a canary not to have to hear those disgusting sounds. I wanted to slip down off of that slippery leather seat I wanted to escape so desperately. I mean, we got it back up to the room and I said to Brent, like, oh, that was painful. And it wasn't painful because of the company we were with. It was painful because as an outgoing introvert, you feel responsible for people's experience. No one told me it was my responsibility. I know this is 100% in my head. It's my own issue is just how I feel, but it felt horrible and it had nothing to do with the fact that we were with great people. It has everything to do with being an outgoing introvert. So if you completely related to that story, if you've been in a similar situation, you may be an outgoing introvert. Number five, you are likely an outgoing introvert if people often get the wrong impression of you, meaning they've heard that you're this really friendly, social, outgoing person, but when they meet you, It takes you some time to kind of warm up, to feel trust, to actually step into that extroverted side of you. Therefore, when someone meets you who's heard of your reputation or maybe they've observed you in other situations and then they meet you and they get kind of like this standoffish feeling at first, they might assume that you're unapproachable, unfriendly, you think you're better than others. Because it takes the outgoing introvert a little bit longer to step into their extroverted personality, their outgoing personality. It usually means we've got to connect with people on a little bit deeper level. It's strange. Like we just don't feel like we can show that true side of ourselves until we feel like there's a level of trust. So it's often mistaken. Our personalities are often mistaken as someone who's, we think like, oh, wow, was that person in a bad mood? I heard they were really outgoing, but they seemed kind of shy and distant or unapproachable. But sometimes we take just a little bit longer to warm up. Number six, this is a true sign of an outgoing introvert. Now, a true introvert is going to look for every opportunity to isolate, to think to be by themselves, to decline invitations, to be alone. You just prefer to be by yourself. An outgoing introvert, if you feel recharged, if you feel like you've got a lot of energy to give, you have energy in excess, emotional energy in excess, it's not uncommon to actually reach out to other people. Where a true introvert or an A shy introvert won't normally reach out to other people, but an outgoing introvert might actually be the person who organizes a social event. And sometimes outgoing introverts like to be the host of the party. In fact, they kind of love being the host of the party because they get to pick the people whose energy brings them up. An outgoing introvert is often the person who's organizing those social interactions because 
the outgoing introvert is often the organizer of those situations because they know exactly how long they want everything to last. They can control the amount of energy drain. They can decide when things are going to end, who's going to be there. So it's not uncommon for outgoing introverts to be party organizers, the one in charge of the social calendar. Number seven sign that you may be an outgoing introvert, you've got a little Cinderella in you. And by that, I mean, you love to be the bell of the ball. You like to get dressed up. You like to be around people. You love being at that party. And then suddenly you have this overwhelming feeling that your chariot is about to turn into a pumpkin. Like you are literally moments away from running out of energy and it hits you like, bam, like you, you will look at whoever you're with at that party and say, we need to go. Like we need to go now. The person you're with will be like, is everything okay? Is, is there something wrong? You're like, yeah, I'm out of energy. We need to go like 10 minutes ago. And the funny thing is just moments prior, you were laughing and having a good time and enjoying conversation and waving at people across the room. You were like the life of the party. But all of a sudden you hit empty and you need to exit stage left. And you know what's absolute torture for the outgoing introvert is having to make the rounds and say goodbye after you've already hit empty. Like you are running on fumes and someone catches your eyes as you're trying to sneak out of the party. Oh, it's the worst feeling in the world because your energy is so low at this point. You feel like you're turning into dust. So you like to just ghost people. You just pull a David Blaine and disappear. The number eight sign that you may be an outgoing introvert is that you actually find yourself intrigued by meeting new people. You love people watching. You enjoy meeting new people, but they need to be fascinating. Like they have to be the kind of people who are willing to open up and go there. You enjoy meeting new people if it means that it can be a little deeper but you also find that exhausting. Like you enjoy it and you sometimes even seek it out. But at the same time, once you hit again that like limit, you are truly exhausted and you need time to recharge. If you're planning a trip with friends or a social situation like a girl's trip, such as when I recently went on, you need to make certain that you're allowing for time where you can get away, be by yourself, plug yourself back in, if you will, so that you can go back in. And it's not that you're forcing yourself to go back in. The outgoing introvert actually loves being around people. They find them very intriguing. But at the same time, your battery life is about that of an iPhone 5. The number nine sign that you are an outgoing introvert is that you enjoy social settings. You like the party. You like networking. You like being around people. However, if it's really loud and you're supposed to be having conversations and you are struggling to have those conversations, you would rather just go home or read a book. Here's the confusing thing, though. The outgoing introvert loves it when it's really loud and no one's trying to talk. We're all just like having a good time and dancing like outgoing introverts love to go to a dance party. They just don't like to go to a party where there's louder music or like a loud restaurant where you have to struggle to be heard or struggle to hear other people because in those environments, you have to have rather quick, short and shallow conversations. And we just feel very anxious in those settings. So if it's expected that no one's really going to talk and there's loud music, we're cool. But if it's just a struggle to be heard and a struggle to hear other people, oh, that's painful. 
And the number 10, and the last sign that I'm going to share with you today that you may be an outgoing introvert is this. It's really hard for people to get you out. You will come up with every reason, every excuse in the book not to put yourself out there. But once you do decide to go, once it does sound fun, like you're going to be the life of the party. You love it. And you'll put yourself out there and you don't have to prove yourself. You don't mind being the center of attention. You know how to throw down and have a good time. You just have your limits. And yes, some people might suggest that what I've described here is an ambivert. 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 Let's see how you say that. Ambivert. 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 That's how you say it. Ambivert. That's how I meant to say it. If you're an ambivert is someone who's got a little bit of both tendencies. And I think we all have a little bit of both tendencies, right? Sometimes you're an extrovert, sometimes you're an introvert. But I do tend to believe that those of you who are either married to, engaged with, or have friends, or maybe it's even you who's an outgoing introvert, I hope that by recognizing these 10 signs, it helps you to better understand this unique breed of individual. Now, if that's you, do me a favor. Screenshot this episode, tag me up in social media, let me know what parts you related to, or maybe if it's someone who's special to you, someone in your life who is an outgoing introvert, let me know if this episode helped to shed some light on their peculiar ways. Listen, I love you. I so appreciate every time you listen to an episode and you share it. I really appreciate you double checking to make sure that you're subscribed. That really helps the show. And I appreciate that. And I just, I love connecting with you guys. So thank you as always for leaving your reviews. That means the world to me. I love you. I think I already said that. I mean it. And I'll talk to you Friday. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. I wanted to mention a tool that I think you're going to find incredibly useful especially if you struggle sometimes to know what your purpose is. What is your thing? Like, what are you called to do? Why are you here? What makes you great? What makes you unique? You know what? I think you're too close to yourself to actually even see it. I think if we asked a lot of your friends and family members, they would know. But I want you to know it. I want you to declare it. I want you to see it. So I've developed this really simple questionnaire. You just download it. It's kind of like a quiz. But you're going to know all the answers to this quiz because it's a quiz about you. And when you complete it right there in your own handwriting, it's going to be perfectly clear to you what your thing is. So do me a favor. No, do you a favor and download this questionnaire. You can get it for free by going to shaleen.com forward slash my thing. And then answer the questions. And I want to hear from you. Send me an Instagram message and let me know, like, what is your thing? I'm really excited to hear. And I know you will be too. It can be life-changing and clarity providing to know what your thing is. The same answers are going to come up over and over again when you fill out this questionnaire. It's going to be so obvious to you. And it's going to give you that boost in confidence that maybe you've been missing. All right. Again, shaleen.com forward slash my thing. And I am really excited for you to do this.